the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is made possible through the sponsorship of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship and through the generous giving of faithful donors like you. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, you can visit us at awordforlife.com. Welcome to A Word for Life. A Word for Life is the radio ministry of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, located in Tacoma, Washington. And now, here's Pastor Michael Fields with A Word for Life. chapter is where we're going to go to on today and we're going to read there once starting at verse 28 notice if you will what the word of the lord declares to us it says and when he jesus was come to the other side into the country of the of the gergesenes there met him two possessed with devils coming out of the tombs exceeding fierce so that no man might might pass by that way And behold, they cried out, saying, What have we to do with you, Jesus, thou Son of God? Are you come here to torment us before the time? And there was a good way off from them a herd of many swine feeding. So the devils besought him, saying, If you cast us out, suffer us to go away into the herd of swine. And he, Jesus, said unto them, Go. And when they were come out, they went into the herd of swine. And behold, the whole herd of swine ran violently down a steep place into the sea and perished in the waters. And they that kept them fled and went their ways into the city and told everything and what was befallen to the possessed of the devils. And behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus. And when they saw him, they besought him that he would depart out of their coasts. My friends, I would like for us to focus our attention on the verses of Scripture that we have found for us here in the book of Matthew, this 8th chapter, verses 28 to 34. And the topic that I would like for us to address from these verses of Scripture on today, dear ones, is this. The decisions that determine our destiny. The decisions that determine our destiny. Dear ones, in the verses of scripture that we have before us, we are told of an encounter that the Lord Jesus had with some men who were under the controlling influences of demons. Uh, These were men who were fully demon possessed. They were not demon in. They were not just demonically influenced. They were under the possession. They were under the full control of demonic spirits. 
Now, as we look at the types of behaviors and characteristics that these men exemplified that are recorded for us in Scripture, it would, be, it would have been very easy and it would be very easy for us to say concerning these men things like, uh, they're just too far gone. Th- these men are too far gone. Uh, I-, I don't know if they can be helped, if they can be helped, if they can be rescued. Uh, uh, their situation is just too deep and too complicated. And I don't know if a turnaround and a recovery for someone in their condition is even possible. But dear ones, how many of you know that when the Lord gets involved in a situation, the impossible really does become possible? When the Lord gets involved in a situation, the impossible really becomes possible. Those things that we say can't happen actually can happen and really do begin to happen. We say it can't happen. God says, you ain't seen me work yet. We say, no, that it, it, it can't take place. God says, you ain't seen me. I, I haven't started moving yet. And those things that we have written off and decided that they have come to a close, those things actually begin to have a new beginning and have new chapters added on to them. You have closed the book. You have, you have said the end. You wrote on there the end. And God says, I didn't write that. You wrote that. There's still other chapters to be added on. There's still a new beginning. You haven't turned the page yet. But once you turn the page, you begin to realize, even though you said the end, God said, and now let me have my say. And dear ones, I would like to submit to all of you that these types of miraculous turnarounds and recoveries that we see people having and experiencing in their lives, they all start with a decision they all start with a decision a decision that is made by that person to allow the Lord to truly have his way in their lives it starts with a decision and I was I was I was here a little bit earlier and the Lord impressed upon me dear ones it starts with a decision and for many of us you have made that decision the problem is You're not continuing to make that decision. You made the decision at one point in time. You made the decision to allow the Lord to have his way in your life. The problem is you're not making that same decision today. To allow the Lord to have his way in your life. You made the decision for me. I made the decision I got saved back in 1984. So back in 1984, I made the decision, Lord, have your way in my life. Have your way. Lord, do whatever with, do with my life, whatever you want to do. Help me to be the person you created me to be. Lord, I surrender all to you. I yield everything to you. That decision was made by me in 1984. What decision am I making in 2017? Amen. What's your decision? What's your decision right now? What decision are you making? What decision are you making with regards to God having His way in your life? Back then it was yes. Is it maybe today? Back then it was fully, so I surrender all to you. Today is it, Lord, I'll let you do this much? What decision are you making right now? It, 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 your deliverance begins with a decision. Yes. 
And you're, you're, you're continuing to walk in freedom and in victory in the Lord. Continues on with you making the same decision. And it is in these verses of scripture, dear ones, that we are introduced to a situation and to a circumstance that the Lord dealt with. That we want to take a look at because it has some things to say to us on today. Now, as we begin to look at our text, notice what it says to us. It says, verse 28, And when he was come to the other side into the country of the Gergesenes, there met him two possessed with devils, coming out of the tombs, exceeding fierce, so that no man might, pa- might pass by that way. Now, Jesus and his disciples have just finished crossing over a lake where a storm was experienced by them, and that storm almost cost all of them their lives. So we talked about this last time we were together. They, Jesus and his disciples experienced a storm and the storm was so tempestuous. It was so severe that the boat began to fill with water and they had to come and wake Jesus up and ask Jesus the question, Lord, do you not care that we are about to die here? And the scripture says that how Jesus addressed that situation was he woke up and he rebuked the wind. He spoke to the wind and he rebuked the wind and then he spoke to the sea and told the sea, peace, be still. They now reach the other side of the lake and they find, once they get there, they find that the welcoming committee that is there to greet them are, is composed of two men that are fully under the control of demonic spirits. So they finally get to the other side of the lake. And once they get there, Jesus is greeted with a wel- by a welcoming committee that is made up of these two men that are fully under the controlling influences of demons. Now, dear ones, how many of you know that as a follower of Jesus, there will be times where you will go somewhere and the devil will make it abundantly clear to you that one, there is spiritual warfare taking place and demonic activity is running rampant in that place. How many of you know, how many of you have ever had that experience? I've had that experience where you go someplace and the devil makes it abundantly clear to you first that there is demonic warfare, there's spiritual warfare going on and there's demonic activity in this place. And the second thing the devil makes it abundantly clear to you is that as a follower of Jesus, you are not welcome here. You, You do not need to be here and you can leave at any time. And so, and the devil will do that. He will attempt to, to, to communicate that message to us by using people and situations and things that others will say to us or do to us or act in certain ways towards us because the message that the devil is trying to communicate to you and send to you is that you are not welcome in that place and you can leave right now. That is the message. But dear ones, how many of you also know that the very place that the devil does not want you to be in is exactly the place where you as a follower and a representative of Jesus Christ, you need to be in that place. Far too many people take the devil's advice and leave. They take the devil's suggestion and just go. And they fail to realize, well, no, 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 hold on a second. As a follower and a representative of Jesus Christ, I need to be exactly in this place. This is the place I need to be. I need to be salt in this place. I need to bring light to this place. And I need to let the devil know 
that where sin abounds, grace can much more abound. And so the devil is communicating to Jesus and his disciples that they're not welcome there. And he sends the greeting committee composed of these two demon-possessed men. We will get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message in just a moment. But we wanted to take a moment to share with all of you that the aim of our radio ministry at the Word of Life Bible Fellowship is to share the good news of Jesus Christ with as many people as possible and to strengthen and edify the body of Christ through Bible teaching that is both clear and relevant. We would like to see this ministry go even farther in accomplishing this work, but in order for us to be able to do that, we need your help. If you are able, after you have given to the support of your own local home church, if you are able to help us with the cost of airing this program on the station, we would greatly appreciate it. All donations are tax-deductible, and they can be sent to the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, P.O. Box 8903, Tacoma, Washington, 98418. And if you would like to learn more about our ministry and be able to listen to some of the archived messages from Pastor Fields, you can do so by visiting us at our website, which is awordforlife.com. And now, let's get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message. But dear ones, how many of you also know that the very place that the devil does not want you to be in is exactly the place where you as a follower and a representative of Jesus Christ, you need to be in that place. Far too many people take the devil's advice and leave. They take the devil's suggestion and just go. And they fail to realize, well, no, 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 hold on a second. As a follower and a representative of Jesus Christ, I need to be exactly in this place. This is the place I need to be. I need to be salt in this place. I need to bring light to this place. And I need to let the devil know that where sin abounds, grace can much more abound. And so the devil is communicating to Jesus and his disciples that they're not welcome there. And he sends the greeting committee composed of these two demon-possessed men. But dear ones, as we continue on in our text, I want to correlate what we are told here in Matthew with the accounts of this same story that are given to us in Mark Um, which is Mark the 5th chapter, verses 1 through 17, and also with what Luke says to us in his account of the story in Luke the 8th chapter, verses 26 to 37. And dear ones, as we do that, there are at least two issues that I want for us to take note of. The first issue has to do with the difference in number that we see in the accounts of this incident that are given to us. Because Matthew here says that there were two demon-possessed men but, that Jesus dealt with. But in Mark's account of it and in Luke's account of this same story, they both only mention one man that Jesus dealt with. And so we are faced with, we are, we are finding ourselves and faced with asking ourselves the question, what happened to the other guy? Were there two? Or was there just one? Well, well how, how, how do you explain this difference in number? 
Maybe I'm the only person that ever t- looked at this text of scripture and said, wait, hold on a second. Now, Matthew says there were two brothers. Mark says there was only one. And Luke says there was only one. So there is a discrepancy. There is a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lack of correlation that exists in the text. How do we deal with this? What do we do with this? Now, there are several possible ways in which we can begin to address this. One possible reason for this difference in number could be due to the fact that there is an error that we have in the biblical record. There is an error that we have in the biblical record. And so there is a mistake that has been made. There is a mistake that is made and it is recorded for us in holy writ. There's an error. There's a mistake. One person says there's two. One per- two others say there's one. There's a mistake. And it's recorded for us. The Holy Spirit had the mistake recorded in holy writ. But dear ones, because we believe, because I believe, in the plenarity and the infallibility of God's word. The plenarity and the infallibility of God's word. Now, plenarity means that the word of God is complete in all that it says. And infallibility means that the word of God is right in all that it says. So because I believe in the plenarity and the infallibility of God's word, I cannot accept that as a possible explanation as to why there is this discrepancy in number. But another possible reason for this difference in number could be because Matthew simply miscounted. Matthew simply miscounted and said that there were two people that Jesus dealt with, whereas in reality, both Mark and Luke correctly point out to everyone that there was only one. There was only one person there. Matthew, I'm sorry, there was only one. But the problem that I have with this explanation of this discrepancy is that both Mark and Luke received their information concerning their Gospels secondhand. Mark and Luke received the information for their Gospels secondhand. Mark, more than likely, got his information from Peter. Luke, he tells us where he got his information from in Luke, the first chapter. He says he conducted interviews. He interviewed people that were firsthand witnesses and wrote down. He he composed all of his interviews and made his gospel, wrote out his gospel. So all of that information comes secondhand. Matthew was there. Matthew. Is the Matthew is the only eyewitness that was there. And Matthew says, no, there were two. Mark and Luke, you got your information from somebody else. I saw it with my own eyes. And I saw two men that were fully under the control of demons. Now, another, another thing we've got to consider, dear ones, is that Matthew, before he came to faith in Jesus, was a tax collector. Matthew, his, his deal was with numbers. His deal was with counting. That's my thing. Numbers and counting is my thing. That was Matthew's, that was Matthew's occupation before he became a follower of Jesus. There was, he would be a real bad tax collector if he can't count past two. 
One. Let me start over again. <laughs> no, you, you're a bad tax collector. Let me just go somebody else. Because you can't, can't, you can't count past two. And so that explanation doesn't really add up. It doesn't hold water. But, but there is another possible explanation for this difference in number that many of the sources that I looked at used to explain why there is this discrepancy. And that is because of the two men that were there, many of the sources that I looked at, they explained it at like this. There were two men there, but one of them was the primary spokesman for both of them. One of them was doing the primary speaking for both men. And so Luke and Mark record the experience that these, people, that these two men had from the vantage point of the one man who is the primary spokesperson. So that's why they only talk about one man, but in reality there were two men there. Now the problem that I have with this explanation, dear ones, is because even if we accept the possibility that both Mark and Luke totally discount and dismiss this other person who was also under the, under the cruel control of demonic spirits, I have a very hard time believing and accepting that Jesus himself would also discount and dismiss this person being there. Even if we, because sometimes we can dismiss folk. As people, we can dismiss people. I have a hard time believing that the Son of God who died on a cross for each and every person who ever lived or whoever will live. I have a hard time believing that he would dismiss this man. Amen. I have a hard time believing that. So, so I struggle to accept that explanation. But there is still a po another possible explanation that I want to point out for this difference in numbers. And that could be to, due to the fact that the incident that Matthew is talking about is a different incident than the one that Mark and Luke are talking about. So they're talking about two different incidents. Matthew is recording an incident where there were two demon-possessed men. But Luke and Mark are recording an incident where, that Jesus dealt with where there was only one demon-possessed man. They're two separate incidents. The problem that I have with that explanation, dear ones, is as you look at what Jesus says and what Jesus does with this man, and as you look at what happened to the herd of pigs that was there and experienced those demons being given permission to enter into them, because the scripture says, once Jesus gave them those, those demonic spirits permission, the text tells us that they ran violently down a hill. And committed suicide. They didn't just casually stroll down there and just kind of just jump in. No, they ran violently down a hill, a steep hill, over a cliff, and committed suicide. This massive herd of pigs. I have a hard time believing that that because of the details and the specificity of the details that it happened twice. Because if that were the case, Jesus would have gotten the reputation of being known as a friend of sinners and a hater of pigs. A pig killer. He's, he's, a, he's a pig killer. He loves sinners, but he kills pigs. And so I have a hard time believing that that is the explanation. But there is another possible explanation that I would like to submit to all of you. And I believe that this is the correct explanation for why we have this discrepancy in number. 
And dear ones, that explanation is this. That when Matthew says that two men came to Jesus, he says two men came to Jesus because two men actually did come to Jesus. Two men actually did come. But only one of them received his healing and his deliverance from the Lord because the other person left without receiving his deliverance. Lord have mercy. I got y'all's attention now, don't I? Two men did come, but only one of them received his healing. Only one of them received deliverance. The other one left. Hello, dear ones. This is Pastor Michael Fields. And here at the end of today's broadcast, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you to all of you for taking the time out of your day to tune in and listen to our program. My hope is that today's broadcast has been a blessing to you in some way and has helped you in your walk and in your relationship with the Lord. And I want to encourage all of you to tell a friend about this program and join us here next time as we look into the riches of God's Word in order to find a word for life. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.